It's not like I'm like horribly addicted to beating my meat. I think about sex a lot. Welcome to Movie Mug and the Father and Son podcast that would like to wish you Happy New Year. Yep. Happy 2021. Maybe happy. 2020 is in the rearview mirror. It is fucking gone forever in the history books. 2021, I'm counting on you, man. Yeah. Well, I'm Vince. I'm Jack. And we are a father and son duo who love watching movies, then having a conversation, but more importantly, spending that quality father-son time together. Episode number 90. Yep. 10 away from the big 100. It's going to be cool. You got anything special planned for 100? Oh, yeah. Yeah? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> you know what? I wish you would. I will for the hundred. Okay. You're gonna, I, I have to. Like, bring something. Like, because we're 10 weeks away. Can you <laughs> promise me right now that in between 90 and 100, you will come up with something? Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm going to hold you to that. All right. Our listeners are going to hold you to that as well. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll see. All right. You want to step out into the lobby for the first time in 2021? Are there any? Are the renovations done? No, but there's still a lot of confetti on the floor and champagne uh, corks, empty champagne bottles, and I think I saw a guy still passed out out there. But are there any panties on the floor still? Of course, yes, there are because right, cool. you know our parties make the panties drop. Mm-hmm. My parties and my panties. <laughs> we had lots of drugs. Mm-hmm. Lots of Molly. <laughs> Why do they name it Molly? And I'm sure we can look that up. And uh come back with it later but mm-hmm. we're not going to do that though Mm-mm. no and there's another drug that has a woman's name crystal yeah mary jane mary jane's obvious okay because marijuana all right i wonder yeah there's got to be some hillbillies up in i don't know what's what's meth capital of the world as far as states go i don't know well breaking M- bad Missouri. took place in new mexico so let's just call it new mexico okay there's got to be somebody there who's naming their kid Crystal Meth, right? No one would name their kid Crystal Meth. Gwyneth Paltrow named her kid Apple. She's an airhead. Dude, there's lots of people that name their kids weird fucking names. Was the Priyatama? Yeah, so I have a cousin. Um, he doesn't listen. He yeah. And uh, if he does, we see him like once every 10 years. Yeah, so. they name their kid Priyatama. And... Um, we we thought it was after a Toyota. <laughs> we just we couldn't figure or, or it out. A Nissan Altima. Yeah, Toyota Thon ends January fourth. You can still get a Toyota Priatima for uh, thirteen MSRP. Mm-hmm. Zero percent APR financing. Yep. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I've just seen so. It's many just commercials. a bunch of bullshit they say to get you in there. But once you, once they get you in there, they're they're going to throw all this other shit at you. <laughs> I, buying a car. It's one of the things I hate doing more than anything, and and you haven't had to do it, luckily, but you go there, and they throw out a number, and then you got to play the game. No, I don't want to pay that much. I want to pay this much. Well, let me go talk to my manager, and they go out, and they probably jerk off in the bathroom, and then they come back. Well, my manager says I can only knock 300 bucks off of it, and you're like, you know what? Then I'm fucking going somewhere else. Well, hold on. Let me go talk to my manager again, and it's happened to me a couple times. One time, I was getting a truck. And they told me what the monthly payments were going to be. It was going to be like $350 or something like that. 
and they bring the paperwork and I'm starting to sign it. And then it comes up to the monthly payment and it's $529. Hmm. And I'm like, whoa, 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 time out. What the fuck is this? And they're like, yeah, well, that's your payments after the, the, I don't know, the, the title and all this other bullshit they told me about. And I'm like, no, you, fuck no. And, and so I, I got up and walked out. There was another time when we bought a vehicle for your mother. Like, and, and so we left with the vehicle. And then the next day they call me up and they say, hey, there's some more papers for you to sign. And so I go back up there and these papers have the monthly payment higher. And I'm like, what is this bullshit? And it wasn't the person that I worked with. Mm -hmm. And they were like, well, I don't know. That's what your payments are. I'm like, bullshit. Yesterday when we left, they were this. And I know what the fuck you're doing. And I got fucking pissed off. I'm like, get the guy in here who helped me yesterday. Then I got on the phone and I called your mom. I'm like, bring the car. We're taking it back. Yeah. You're about to fucking head to roll for that I was so fucking pissed off. so scummy. So the guy comes up, and he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, oh, that's a mistake. That's a mistake. Sorry, let's get that corrected. He needs his commission. Dude, I was not fucking having it. It's like everything that has to do with cars is a pain in the fucking ass. Buying a car, pain in the fucking ass. Going to get an oil change, pain in the fucking ass. Because then your AC coolant is 1%. Every fucking time, it could be a brand new car, and they're going to be like, here's your cabin air filter uh, looks like it needs to be changed and i'm like no fuck off it doesn't you need extra wiper fluid yeah your your flux capacitor isn't uh up to capacity and it's just you can never go in there and just get what you need get a fucking oil change i've gone there before and i've said i want an oil change i don't want anything else (laughs) i don't want anything else And, and they've done it but i gotta be in kind of a dick mood to do that they get you in the door and they try to upsell you on all sorts of shit Everybody does it now. Like mm-hmm. who the, f- like everybody does it. Like the vet did it. Yeah, f- and that that's so that's actually right? way more fucked up. Than I know. The car thing. I know. The vet's like, well, your your dog could have leukemia. We need to do some more testing. What makes you think our, like our our dog's been throwing up a little bit around the house, and now you want to do tests for leukemia? No, fuck You're, right off. It actually seems that your dog has six tumors and quintuple diabetes. Right. This is going to be eighty thousand uh, dollars. Or else your dog dies tomorrow. You know, the other day, you and I went somewhere, and it was the perfect sale. True. We we got, uh, well, you know, we're big time now, so we got uh, a couple new recliners for our podcast studio, because the couch, while it was awesome looking... It was like, it went two feet up your back, and so the rest of your body had to, like, <laughs> there's nothing to lean back against. No, No support for your head. Just, it wasn't... Up to snuff. It wasn't conducive for movie watching. No. So we went to, and I'm just going to give him a shout out, Living Spaces. Mm-hmm. And we walked around and somebody said, hey, if you need anything, let us know. And then that's we what, walked away. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. I don't want you following me around. I don't want you to be like lurking around the corner when Hiding I turn behind it. behind the pillar right? and peeking. So we uh, we tried out all of these different recliners. We sat in like different recliners for like forty five minutes, right? Without being talked to, exactly, which was awesome. Yeah, we finally decided on two, and we found somebody. And like we walked over, and they're like, uh, "You ready?" And I was like, "Yeah." And so she came over, and she's like, "Okay, yeah, we have these in stock. We can get them delivered to you tomorrow." Mm-hmm. That is awesome. Like, I know how to look for furniture. Leave, leave me the fuck alone. People know how to shop. So shout out to Living Spaces because that was a great experience. Yeah. The pressure bullshit is dumb. I feel like you just make the customer... Maybe it could be a thing where it's like, hey, 
Would you be interested in me telling you stuff, or do you just want to come to me when you want yeah. to? Yeah. I think right when you walk in the door, they should say, welcome to our store. We don't know how you would like your sale experience to be. Mm-hmm. We can follow you around. We can point out the features of all these things. We can take into consideration what you're asking for. We can point you in the right direction, or we can leave you the fuck alone. And if you want <laughs> something, here's a flag. You just raise this flag, and one of us will come over and help you. Or if you're curious about sales, I can tell you right now, mm-hmm. or you can just browse a little bit and let one of us know. Because there are people who want people to follow them around and answer their every question. And then there's people like me who like as little human interaction as possible, especially from salespeople. I mean, that's a win-win. It is. Don't be either or. Because then you get the best of both worlds. You make mm-hmm. all the customers happy. Yeah. And th- there's no one who leaves that kind of store upset with their customer experience. Because I agree. it's literally tailored to what they ask for. Mm-hmm. I think businesses need to start consulting me. Retail businesses I, need I to mean, start I feel consulting like that me. Too. Look, I get it. Make them pay royalties for my great ideas. You you want to push and push and push and push to get more sales, but if you are a store that keeps pushing and pushing and pushing me, I'm not going to fucking come to your store. Yeah. So you might make a little bit more money off Joe Schmo, who's like, oh well, yeah, okay, I'll I'll go ahead and get that. Uh, I'll get the warranty plan for yeah. my mattress. It's like four hundred dollars. But it's a push because I'm not fucking coming back, mm-hmm. right? Unless I have to. You're pushing me out the door. Yeah, yeah, <sighs> yeah. Exactly. All right. Well, let's get right to it. You know what time it is? It's lobby time with Vincent Jack. All right, everybody, welcome to the Movie Mug and Lobby. This is time we talk about things that aren't necessarily related to the movie we're going to be watching, but we still think it's important enough to warrant some airtime. All right, so a couple things. Number one, I'm so fucking excited. We got some new podcast art, and it is fucking kick-ass. It is. It was designed by a guy named uh, John Kelly Green, and uh, go look up his uh, Instagram page. It's J-O-N, Kelly, K-E-L-L-Y, Green. We've been looking, well, I've been looking, uh, look, I, I'm not going to say I'm never happy, but uh, there was always some things that bothered me about our podcast art. You're wearing 3D glasses, and it's like... And it's the red and blue kind. Why are you wearing 3D glasses? <laughs> Number two, my character just looked like a fucking doofus. And as we all know, Ryan Reynolds does not look like a doofus, therefore I do not look like a doofus. And I kind of hate that I'm wearing 3D glasses too, mm-hmm. because, well, one, the red and blue ones that... You get that in like your cereal box so you can look at like a <laughs> shitty sticker that comes in it. Yep. Or like it's in like a little kid's book you get at the book fair in elementary mm-hmm. school. And also, I've been to 3D movies, but it's horrible. One, because it just looks bad and there's honestly no point. And two, my lenses are thick as shit. You think when I take my glasses off, I can see anything? Because uh, I, I I fucking can. I have such a strong prescription, and I got to replace my regular glasses with the other ones. And it's like <laughs> they should have like a special kind that are like goggles or whatever that you can put over your glasses. You know? Are they just flip down, like flip down sunglasses? Because like, yeah, for real. Because the regular ones you can't really you can't wear your glasses and those. It's fucking discrimination, man. It's stupid, because then I just got to sit there and watch it without the 3D on. I'm going to call our lawyer. So there's like the little weird effects. I don't even know how to describe it. Call call a lawyer about a 3D movie I saw when I was 11. (laughs) 3D movies, they're just not there yet. 
Like they're, they're not good enough. They're, they're not, not good enough. It. They're not. At some point they'll get there. But look, I, I don't need to see glass breaking coming out at me. I, if I would go see a 3D movie, I want it to be more kick-ass than it is. It's just not as kick-ass as it should be. I feel like we're going to get to VR stuff before we get 3D stuff because there's going to be a whole lot more people working on VR than 3D. And I feel like 3D has lost its grasp with a lot of people. I'm ready for smell-o-vision. Because yeah. I want to go back and watch Step Brothers, and I want to smell that fart that tastes like mustard and onions. <laughs> I just, I just want I to was, see if that's what it tastes like. I was thinking more. Of, there's going to be a smell for like the Top Gun sex scene. <laughs> like it's going to smell like sweat and like nasty. Like you smell Tom Cruise's bo from playing volleyball when he comes <laughs> and says he needs a shower. Yeah, I mean it's the full immersion experience. Maybe taste too, so I can see what his chin tastes like. Mm, yeah. They just put something in front of you, something pops up, and you can lick it, and it's like, it's just a chin. <laughs> I don't feel like, do you think it pops up and you have to lick it? Do you think they replace those? Or do you think it's one of those like lazy things where someone's like, eh, I don't feel like There's it. some kid who's making $8 an hour who's supposed to come over like with a, with a wet wipe and just kind of wipe them <laughs> off, and yeah, he's half-assed doing it. Yeah, and then you lick someone else's mm-hmm. lick spot. Take my breath away. Mm-hmm. All right, back to our art. Fucking love it. Fucking love it. Looked for a long, long time. Commissioned a guy about a year ago. He started working on something for us. We just couldn't get on the same page. Mm-hmm. I guess fortunately, though. Yeah, fortunately. Whatever that guy could have made for us, I, this is just better. So much better. So I've been looking around and looking around and looking around forever. I've been following hashtag artists and and different things on Instagram. And then one day I came across John Kelly Green. And the moment I saw his art, I knew this is our guy. Because, like, it's going to sound weird, but his art and the style just makes me happy. It's because of the nostalgia for you. It's very old school retro. Yes. And it looks really good, too. and, And I was worried because I've showed you stuff before and you've been like, no, that's terrible. You know, mm-hmm. stuff that I was kind of like, well, maybe this guy, like, I can see some potential there. Maybe they could do something. But I showed it to Olivia, and she's like, oh, my gosh, that's so good. And I showed it to you, and you're like, hell, yeah, mm-hmm. that's our guy. And then he, he like, put in a lot more effort. Yeah. And he got back with us a lot faster and more frequently. Such a cool dude. And so, like, he sent us so much different things. Like, the very first day, like, I, I, I told him a couple ideas and then I think the very next day he sent like 11 or 12 just little tiny oh, sketches yeah. of ideas where you could get a, a good enough, okay, well, that's what it would look like. That Like was, formats and yeah. layouts and all that. And so there was one where you're like, yeah, that's what we want to roll with, and it's fucking awesome. It turned out so, so great. I highly recommend, I highly recommend if you're looking for any kind of art, because I know there's podcasts that listen to us. If, if you're looking for new art and, and you like his style, hit him up. He was just a joy to work with. Such a cool guy. I mean, even if you're not looking for anything, just check out his stuff, man. It is so fucking good. So fucking good. A uh, couple sad notes, and I really didn't want to start 2021 out on sad notes, but um, Don Wells, who was Marianne in Gilligan's Island, passed away from COVID. Gilligan's Island for me when I was a kid, gosh, I love that show. The characters were great. It was just a, it was a, a great concept of a show. But Marianne was the girl next door, and just it's sad when the people that you loved 
the, the older you get, the more people start passing away, and mm-hmm. it makes you feel even older. But yeah, that that was that was sad to hear about that. COVID COVID took Marianne from us. So uh, rest in peace, Marianne. There's a few I'll be worried about too. Because Harrison Ford's getting really old, and he's fucking beyond beloved. You know, there's some when there's some that it just feels really personal. Like Eddie Van Halen dying, that fucking hurt. Harrison Ford, when he passes away, that that will hurt. Willie Bro- Nelson, if when that guy passes away, which I'm not sure he ever will. <laughs> Um, he has a secret to immortality. I, I think so too. Um, he's uh, he's got. If some, anyone has it, he does. Some strain of weed that uh, just he's just been developing for <laughs> thirty five years. But it's hard because you almost feel like you know them in a way. There's Look, a connection there. There, there is, there is, and so it's 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 always hard when when somebody like that passes away. Which brings me to my next person that we lost, and this one might hurt as well, Jack. Yesterday, we lost Adolfo Shabadoo Quinones, which is Ozone from Breaking and Breaking 2. <laughs> I was about to say, I don't know who that was. <laughs> yeah. When I heard about it, my heart immediately started breaking. <laughs> All right. Got anything else for the lobby? I do not. Uh, well, here's another year of Jack having nothing for the lobby, more than likely. <laughs> All right. Well, let's head on back to the podcast studio slash viewing room, and I will unveil the first movie of 2021. All right, before I unveil the first movie of 2021, I just want to kind of go back and talk about last month when we did the film stripping, movie mugging, extravaganza. Um, Palooza. <laughs> it's, it's funny. Grand old time. I, I just listened to their upgrade episode, and Chris called it the film stripping, movie mugging, blood orgy. Which just, <laughs> he's like, I really need to come up with a good name for that, but I don't think blood orgy is it. I don't. Yeah, I don't think that's. <laughs> fitting of what, what we do together I, I just don't those are just two words that should not go together right blood orgy and like i, th- I feel like blood fart is also <laughs> no. that, that those shouldn't go together either well that's gonna be a rough medical the blood fart issue. lake those are three words that shouldn't go together that's a movie that should have never been made and there's another one so sticking with their upgrade episode which which go check that out a couple things um they did not listen to ours first and I, and I found it really awesome that they also found the, like, the, the rich guy. They, they also called him Malfoy. Yeah. They called they him. They had a different version. They though. called him Richie Rich Malfoy, which is awesome. We called him Malfoy McFly. Mm-hmm. So I just love Very that, close. That we both just kind of went there. Also, they, uh, <laughs> Chris came up with something, and I want to see what you think. You've been a quadriplegic for five years. Okay. What is the first thing you do when you can do anything? Like when you when all your faculties I return, run. You you the first thing you would do is run. Yes. Okay. All right. So Chris said masturbate. Of course he did. He's a little man child. Yeah. <laughs> there there is no ounce of maturity in that answer. Well, I'm very disappointed in you. Fucking run. You'd be so excited. And if no, if I, you I don't disagree. nut for like five years. And, and then as soon as you touch your penis, you're going to nut. Dude, you probably can't go three days without nutting. And yes, I can. I have a, a, a fucking amount of willpower, okay? <laughs> it's not like I'm like horribly addicted to beating my meat. All right, so let's just say... What are you doing? So, look, as a guy, I, and I know I'm not the only one out there. I know I'm not weird. I may think about it a little bit more than other guys. I, I don't fucking have any idea, but I think about sex a lot. 
right? Guys think about sex a lot. Yes. You right? don't have the permission to, though. Like a lot. You're too old for like that. Like a lot, lot, lot. Okay, get, get <laughs> past it. So five years, I'm going to be thinking about sex a lot, and I can't do anything about it. Well, in that time, Mom's going to be remarried. <laughs> She's going to leave no, her ass. for better or worse. She, uh, she said those vows. Uh, even so worse. for five years... <laughs> If your mother's still there, that's the first thing that I'm going to do is your mom. I'm going to do your mom so hard, Jack. So hard. I probably won't last long, but I'm just... I mean, that's nothing new. I'm, I'm going to fucking knock milk off a counter, and we're just going to go. Uh, you're going to throw your bowl of cereal <laughs> yes, into the I sink? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. And then me and your mother, we're just going to... Man, we're going to go to town. Bang for 30 seconds. We're just, and then, I mean, just you know what our table looks like downstairs. Just, got, just imagine me and your mother just on that table, just having it. it. That's horrible. <laughs> but if your mother did leave me, I, I think rubbing one out would be pretty high on my list. Taking a shower would be cool, too. The fact that you'd be able to feel all the sensations, it's going to be like one of those things where they give like, a baby, those hearing aids, and they instantly smile and are like, oh, holy crap. <laughs> and they can talk to you, yeah. evidently. And they give a baby those glasses and they can yeah. see and they're like, oh, that's what mom looks like. Yeah. Like, it's going to be like that. You're going to mm-hmm. be so overwhelmed by all the different sensations. Even just like scratching your leg, you're going to be like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, that's like, true. Literally, that's how I thought of it. And so imagine... Feeling your dick for the first time. <sighs> You're you're stuck in this chair for five years, and suddenly you can get up and run. One, that's going to be crazy. But you don't even like to run anyway. So but how's the, the first thing the you're going to do? Rushing run. through you, all the wind rushing on you, and just like the joy of the moments. There's nothing that can ruin the moment besides like getting run over and then being paraplegic <laughs> all over again. Like uh, you imagine, you finally can walk and you uh, run across the street without looking. And you get hit by a Mack truck and it fucks your spine. Like that video you're where they immediately paraplegic again. <laughs> like that. You ever seen that video where like they nurse this rabbit back to health and they release it and, and then immediately eagle, a fucking like hawk or something <laughs> it comes down and carries it <laughs> yeah. off. Yeah, I don't like to laugh about that because it's really sad. It's really sad because like there's the kids watching too and they gotta just realize <laughs> we should have fucking kept it. All right, and lastly regarding the. Uh, Upgrade episode by film stripping. At the end, Erica, I think she got her words mixed up because they they talked about Zombievers too, and how and how Chris thought that you might pick that. He did, yeah. That thing. I'm glad I didn't pick it because then he would have been like, I fucking predicted that. At the end, Erica said something about I'm just I'm glad that Jack didn't pick Beaver Butt Island, and I thought if that's not a movie. That's one that needs to be made. That's going to be on my list if it is. Beaver Butt Island. You didn't look it up? No, I didn't look it up. Look it up. I'm pretty sure it's not a movie. It needs to be, though. Beaver, I'm Googling it right now. Beaver Butt Island. I mean, if it's got beaver and butts, (laughs) we're in, right? Beaver Butt. I think it was just a a mix-up of words, but but it got me excited. There's like the first two links... When this thing says beaver sack excretions have flavored more food than you realize. And then the second one is, is beaver anal secretion used in your ice cream? Experts reveal the surprising dot, dot, dot. That's when you Google beaver butt island. Wow. I hope I hope there's no beaver butt secretions in my ice cream. 
Uh, well, that would help me with my New Year's resolution of eating less ice cream, for sure. <laughs> I'd still eat ice cream. All right, just getting back to the film stripping podcast <laughs> and the month we just had. Where spectacular. We, spectacular. I had such a blast. That was so fun doing. They've said they wanted to do it again. Oh, yeah. Which is awesome. I think it should become at least an annual tradition. Absolutely. If not... And I feel like that sounds right, an annual thing. Yeah. Because we we are different podcasts. We like to do our own things as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Anyway, great month. Had a blast. Definitely want to do it again. If you haven't gone over and checked out Chris and Erica over the Film Stripping Podcast yet, why the fuck not? Yep. Go listen. <laughs> go listen. All right. Now getting into today's movie. Uh, that's another thing I liked about the Film Stripping Movie Muggin, blah, 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 Blood blah, orgy. is I didn't have to pick a movie every week. Which, Which you used to always say, like, I'm mad that it's your turn. I know. To me, you'd say that to me and be like, I want to pick. Because when it came time to pick a movie for our first one of 2021, I thought, you know what? It's I gotta. It's got to be a home run. It's got to be a movie. I don't know. It's, it's just got to be, like, I built it up to where this has got to be great. It's mm-hmm. just got to be the perfect movie for the first episode of the new year. You built it up into a pressure situation yes. that didn't need to have any Dude pressure. got anxiety. Had to take some little uh, anxiety. I bought for you. Mother's little helper to help me get through it. Um, really, I mean, I gosh, I narrowed it down to like seven, and I agonized over it and agonized over it, and I was just like, I wish somebody could make this pick for me because I just can't. And then I realized, who fucking cares, right? Let me just pick a movie that we're gonna have fun with. So today's movie came out in two thousand and ten. It is rated R. It is one hour and 45 minutes. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 72%. IMDb, 6.6 out of 10. 80% of Google users like this movie. Okay. All right, let's see what the Mormon mothers have to say. As far as profanity goes, I got to take a big breath for this. 35 uses of fuck, 18 uses of shit, three uses of son of a bitch, three uses of ass, one use of pussy, whore, and cocksucker, also, 11 instances of damn, eight using God, six uses of hell, and two of Jesus. This is a thorough two. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where they're grown up and they can, they're like, you fucking cocksucker. Yep. <laughs> you <laughs> cheated, you old prick. Well, <laughs> fucking Danny calling him names, you piece of shit, little fucking asshole. Jeez. All right. So this movie is called Machete. Really? Yep. Okay. Danny Trejo. I don't know if we talked about it, but we recently got a big machete poster, and it's really kick-ass, but neither of us have seen the movie. I'm always looking. Like, we, we, we legit have a room that is just the podcast studio. Yeah. And so I'm always looking for stuff to put in here to make it kick-ass. And, and it's, it's getting there, man. Yeah. We got a lot of movie posters. Um, we, we got, got a lot some, of cool little stuff. We're just collecting shit and got a lot of cool shit on the walls. I go to Macari, which is kind of like a kind of like an eBay in a way. Like Etsy. And I saw the poster and I'm like, you know what? Never seen the movie, but that poster's too fucking kick ass not to buy. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure this movie's not very good. And I, I, I was very surprised that it got those reviews. So since we got the poster, I thought, you know what? It's time we actually watch the movie. Mm-hmm. So you ready to do this? I am. All right. Well, let's do it. Let's take a movie mug and pause. And we are back after watching 2010's Machete, mm-hmm. starring Danny Trejo. Jessica Alba. 
Yeah, let's go down the cast real quick. Um, yeah, <laughs> there's one in there I'm excited to talk about. Uh, Danny Trejo, Jessica Alba, Michelle Rodriguez, Lindsay Lohan, Robert De Niro, Don Johnson, Jeff Fahey, Cheech Marin, which Cheech Marin is in every single Robert Rodriguez movie. I, so is fucking Danny Trejo. Yeah, pretty much. But the surprise guest, which I knew you'd be psyched about, yeah. Steven Seagal. Yep. I'm going to be honest. He didn't make for a bad villain. Yeah. I, I kind of liked him in this movie, actually, because he's very good at being an arrogant person, because I'm pretty sure he is just an arrogant person. Because, like, I mean, he <laughs> in real life, he got all the quote-unquote karate moves. There was one other person that was in this? And he has a book called Sigology. I know. It's which, a little right there. Yep. You know, I was about, that, he's arrogant. He's mm. an arrogant bastard. He's going to break your fucking arm. And he's fucking 400 pounds. He's not catching up to me. I don't care if he, <sighs> he can break my arm. I can fucking walk away from him backwards. All right, all let right. Himself, I don't like the guy. Let's quit dogpiling him. I do want to talk about one other person that was in this movie, but not yet. We'll, okay. we'll get to him in a little okay. bit. All right, let me try to give it the 50 Cent Tour, because believe it or not, this one had a pretty thick plot line to it. I think it'll be really easy. I want to try. Okay. So Machete was a federale, and he kind of gets baited into the situation. His partner dies. Steven Seagal is the big bad guy. Captured his wife, killed his wife. Three years later, Machete's just trying to, like... Machete. Machete's just trying to, you know, live... And then he gets picked up and is like, hey, kill this racist senator, Robert De Niro, and we'll give you $150,000. So they give him the money, and it's all a setup. And so then Machete's like, Machete is super wanted, and they got to reveal the plot that the senator, so the senator's working with Steven Seagal because they want to close the border because then they'll get more money with a controlled border. And then Machete meets people who help him. And then they win. That's not bad. That's not bad. What, what I would like to add on to that is they did hire Machete to kill Robert De Niro's character. But the guy who hired him was like Robert De Niro's aide. Mm -hmm. And he felt like, so Robert De Niro's whole platform was close the border, no more illegals. Which, Be very racist. Which, you know what? He could probably win a Texas Senate today <laughs> running Shit, on that platform, yeah. sadly. <laughs> but it was the guy's idea because he wasn't doing very well, and they thought, you know what? If he gets shot... And we frame it on a Mexican person... Yep, then more Texans are going to stand rocket. up, and, and he's going to win without a problem. Build that wall. <sighs> Gosh. Terrible. Yeah, so it, it was a setup, and then it was like, well, we got to kill Machete because he knows all about it. And yeah, it, it was... so. They would put up like an electrical fence and close the border, mm -hmm. but there would be a couple of weak spots that only Steven Seagal and his people knew about. So they would be the only ones who could get the drugs across and, and they could drive make more their money. prices higher. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because right. then if there's the overflow traffic of drugs and their prices are too low. You did a good job. You did a good job. Thanks. All right, let's see what the internet has to say. After nearly being killed during a violent fight with a powerful drug lord, a former Mexican federale known as Machete, played by Danny Trejo, roams Texas streets as a vigilante and sometime day laborer. Hired to perform a cover hit, he is double-crossed and forced to go on the run. Machete may be down, but not out, as he carves a path of blood, bullets, and broken hearts in his quest to settle the score. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how many women did he interact with in this movie? Four? What do you mean interact with? Interact with 
sexually. I mean, he banged Michelle Rodriguez. Michelle Rodriguez, and and he was about to bang Jessica Alba on the motorcycle at the end. Who else did he bang? He it could, was he uh, the guy's banged. wife and daughter. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he recorded it. <laughs> so like the aide who hired him and set uh, him up and everything. And is trying to kill him. Yeah, his daughter is Lindsay Lohan and his wife is some lady. Mm-hmm. And basically um, they were naked in the pool. They're they're filming themselves. To and, get money. And putting it on the internet yeah. to make money. And Danny Trejo, he's like, he pretends to be the gardener guy. <laughs> and then he ends up knocking out the two guards. And then they're like, get in the pool with us. And so then he... It's filming, and so then he starts just like making out with Lindsay Lohan, mm-hmm. which is not—it's not Lindsay Lohan. It's an obvious scene. body double, and, and the mom, and it's videoed. And so then after it's done, he gets the camcorder and steals a bunch of stuff from the aide's office, and then um, puts the the camcorder in there, and it says, "Watch me." Yeah, because so the guy will open it and see his wife and daughter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was an obvious body double for Lindsay Lohan because she has high standards. <laughs> There's nothing about her to me that screams high standards. You know what, man? And she's in like Herbie fully loaded and stupid the shit. The parent like that. trap, man. Cute well, little was... girl in the parent trap. And I was like, this girl is going places. Look, <laughs> that was just I'll a admit really it, long time ago. I like the parent trap. I did too. And if it's on, I'm going to watch it. That was a classic when it's I was growing up. It's a classic movie. And it's not one of those movies that as an adult, you're like, fuck, we got to watch this again, like The Country Bears. <laughs> or something like that. Oh, gosh. But, yeah, and just, man, just knowing how far off the rails that girl went. And, and she basically played herself in this movie. She kind of did. In the beginning, she was all, like, what? methed out or something. Yeah, And yeah. her dad had to go in and save her. But she found God in the end and became a nun. So A nun with a silence, like, MAC-10. You know, it's funny. With, like, way too much ammo in it. <laughs> Yeah, like a just like a standard looking like stick clip, probably like thirty rounds. She shot way more than that. But that's another, and yeah, I exploitation know. movie genre type thing. A fifteen round clip, you you can quadruple that. Sometimes that can really take away from a movie, but in a movie like this where it's there for a reason, doesn't matter. Yeah. So yeah, at the very beginning, Machete is trying to do the right thing. And he is going to get this drug lord, but it turns out the police chief and people are already in on it. So yeah, he owned the drug lord Steven Seagal. Yeah, owns all of them. So Steven Seagal chops off his wife's head and is going to kill his daughter, and then lights the place on fire. And Machete is supposed to be dead. Boom! Three years later. Yeah, boom! Three years later, he's not. He gets hired to do that thing, and then it's uh, I gotta I gotta find the people who set me up and killed them. And so that, that's basically what it is. And then you got this other faction led the by network. Don Johnson, oh. who they're just killing any Mexican that's coming over the border. But they're also working alongside Robert De Niro, mm-hmm. who's playing a Texan, right? He's trying yeah. to play a Texan with a Texan accent. And it just it's so weird to hear Robert De Niro and to think of Robert De Niro as a Texan, because you look at Robert De Niro, you're thinking New York, New Jersey. There's nowhere that guy I'm, can be from other than one of those two places. And in this movie, whenever Lindsay Lohan shot him, he was like, I'm not even from Texas. Right? I hate this place. Which was awesome. I wasn't even paying attention to see if he dropped his accent there. Mm-hmm, he did. Uh, oh, then, yeah. then He, dro- <laughs> he, dropped his, he dropped his accent earlier, too, which I thought, oh, okay, this is this is great. I, the, the thing with, with films like this and with Robert Rodriguez is he will put ridiculous things in there on purpose and and it just it works. It's just so funny. Like there was a time Machete <laughs> was texting, and he's just one finger 
touch, 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 touch. And, and I mean, he's not like taking his time. He touches it with like eight times. Something just like kind of mashes on it. And then the guy gets the message, and it's like this long sentence. <laughs> it's it's just, like you fucked with the wrong Mexican. Yeah. And then he, I feel like each of his finger presses pushed like five letters in. Yeah. And he was like, dude, when he, when he got the message, when it showed the guy reading it, I was saying, it says, yeah. Yeah. So Michelle Rodriguez, she's running this network of uh, Mexicans who've crossed the border. And it's it's almost like uh, a militia. Like, they're just working regular jobs and stuff they're like undercover. that. But if she ever calls on them, then mm-hmm. they're all going to come to help fight. Yeah. Just like the Minutemen back in uh, the Paul Revere days. Just regular farmers, regular blacksmiths, stuff like that. But at any moment, they're supposed to pick up their arms and, and come to, to save the day. So she's got that going for her. And and in the end, you you just you just have the the big crazy fight. Yeah. And and let's let's not gloss over the fact that Machete is named Machete because that's his weapon of choice, and and yeah. he uses it quite a bit as, as well as other improvised sharp metal objects, <laughs> which is great. Which is great. <laughs> his name should be Sharp Metal Object. <laughs> that doesn't flow as well. <laughs> Maybe an acronym for that. Sharp SMO SMO. <laughs> Sharp, hurtful metal object, <laughs> schmo. The three years later, when he's like a day laborer, somebody sees him walk by, and they're like, hey, man, come over here and fight. And he's like, uh, eh. And they're like, 500 bucks to come over here and fight for like five minutes. And he just got a taco. So he goes over there to fight. He never throws a punch. He, he never drops his taco. He's eating his taco while this other guy is swinging at him. And finally, the guy swings and hits something metal and breaks his hand, and the fight's yeah, over. Yeah, and blood went everywhere. There was lots of blood that went everywhere in this. <laughs> Especially in, this movie. in the beginning. It dropped off, in my opinion, a lot. Yeah, the first couple of minutes, there was. He uh, cut off like 13 people's heads in the first <laughs> three minutes of the movie. So I did look up the kill count after it was over. Not that high, I don't feel like. What do you think? Um, less than a hundred for sure. Ninety-eight. Dang. And I, I guess I got it right. Thirty-six directly by Machete. I I would have guessed that this movie had like sixty fatalities. Really? The, it, there wasn't a lot of killing, in my opinion. I didn't feel like. I feel like a lot of it was off-screen shit or like side shit. Not that like, at I the feel end. Like you didn't see that many people just like die right in front of you. Well, somebody got a gun right there at the end with Michelle Rodriguez or Lindsay Lohan and just started blowing people away. Maybe it was the nurses with the MAC-10s? Yes, yes. Yeah, they sprayed them down. The sexy nurses from the hospital. That whole intestine thing. <laughs> who, who thought to include something so small like that uh-huh. where the two nurses are, did you know that the large intestine is up to 60 feet long? And it was just random and came out of nowhere. So he'd been shot and he went to this hospital which was part of the network. And so they rolled him back to another room where they were going to take care of him on the down low because he was in illegal and yeah, in and Texas. They're not going to take care of that. News too. Yeah. And um, as they're attending to him, some bad guys are showing up to kill him, but they just got done talking about the large intestine and how it can be up to <sighs> 60 feet long. And so when Machete is fighting all these other guys, one of the last things he does, he has to get out of there is he stabs a guy Pulls out his long intestine, runs down the hall with it, 
and and uses it to like fly out the window and then and crash. smash his feet through the window in the floor below. Yep. Think Die Hard with the water hose at the Nakatomi Plaza. I, I love that. And the guy's still alive, like run, being pulled down the hall <laughs> by his intestine that Danny Trejo has in his hands. Yeah. I feel like your hands would slip off of that. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't feel like you could grip that for a repelling uh, rope. You know but what? He was basically the grappling hook part because he, yeah. he didn't fit through the window or whatever. And if anybody hands wouldn't slip off, it'd be machete because you know those are weathered and calloused, oh, yeah. and they're not going to slip off. <laughs> they're anything. rough as shit. So there was these other two kids who were hanging around all the time, the day laborers and, and all the other Mexicans, and one of them was was a white kid and kind of a ginger. a ginger. And I, at one point, I was like, why is there a white kid here pretending to be Mexican? Because he has the fake accent and yeah, everything. Yeah, and he's wearing the bandana. and He looks, he's dressed like a like traditional cholo dress, like <laughs> yeah. the super tall white socks <laughs> and long shorts. And I'm like, why is he in this? And then... You, you brought more attention to him, so I basically looked him over in uh-huh. every scene. And I was like, wait, that looks like Junie from Spy Kids. Yep. And it was. <laughs> it was Junie from Spy Kids, because Robert Rodriguez directed Spy Kids. Which also has Machete and Cheech. Robert Rodriguez loves his people. He does. And so I'm if, sure they love him, yeah, too. Yeah, like Cheech, And then Antonio man. Banderas, he was in Desperado and Spy Kids. Yeah, he loves using his people. And fucking... Cheech, man, he's kept Cheech probably able to continue making house payments since his <laughs> Cheech and Chong days by just being in Robert Rodriguez movies. I did find it interesting that in the final standoff with uh, Steven Seagal or the, the final face-off with Steven Seagal, mm-hmm. I mean, look, you knew that was coming. I mean, you, obviously. You, you knew that's what it was going to be was Machete and Steven Seagal in the end. Steven Seagal has never died in, in a movie because he's, <laughs> he's Steven Seagal. And so you knew Machete's going to win. And I wonder if this is the only way they got him was... They probably paid him extra. To die? Yeah. So Machete stabs him with, guess what? A machete. machete Just right through the gut, and it comes out his back. And he's like, that's nothing, man. Yeah. He's like, I I, I could kill you very easily right now, but I know you'll be waiting in hell for me. Seagal. So he just drops his katana. So yeah, he he stabs Seagal, and it goes all the way through. But just like you said, Seagal's like, you know what? This isn't that big a deal. I could still kill you if I wanted to. And I so he starts m- moving around the, ma- the like, machete, yeah. grinding his organs on he the like inside. He twists it, and then he starts doing the, I think it's seppuku, where like they make a, like samurais kill themselves honorably. Oh, okay. Where they, they stab the katana in their gut, and then they rip it to the side. like So then it's like super fucked. Mm-hmm. So he starts doing that, basically, and he's like, oh... I, <laughs> he's not even making like horrible noises. I, I just I thought you know what he can still say that nobody's ever killed him in a movie. <laughs> he killed himself, and, and I wonder it was on my own terms. Part of me thinks like that was written into the the contract or whatever. Is like no, nobody's going to kill me. I, nobody can kill me except me. I wish he would have broke his own arm though. Yeah, that, that'd have been a nice touch, or, or both of good. them. Both of them. He like reaches over with one he already broke to help break the other yep. one. <laughs> <laughs> or just kicks one of the other ones like a leg comes up like the Austin Powers movie. Yeah, gold member. <laughs> that's one of the. I feel like that's one of the funniest scenes in a movie. 
They, they caught me off guard so bad because both he kicks with both of his legs at once by his ears. Yep, yep. And there was another movie I can't remember what it was, but like a, like a third foot came out of nowhere. <laughs> Just that somebody. sounds familiar. All right. Um, do we really need to go in anymore? It, it's it's I machete. Don't really it's, think so. it's a lot of crazy violence and. He never killed anybody with the weed eater of blades, though. That was one awesome part was the the first weed eater. So he goes to the guy's house that set him up, Mm -hmm. and there's two guards outside, and he walks up, and he's like, I'm the gardener. Let me buy. And so they let him buy, and then they're like, you know— we just because they're Mexican and they have garden tools, we just assume they're they're gardeners. <laughs> this guy could be anything. This guy could even have a machete and then they or a machete. They're and then like, they wait. They're like, wait, and they they go back and he's right there and he like throws this pickaxe thing and hits one in the head. But he has a regular weed eater. Mm-hmm. And he weed eats the gun out of the dude's hand, and the guy keeps trying to reach for it. He's like, he ah, just, stop he just, it. He just does the weed eater again. <laughs> he which, keeps like, he, he, he wasn't even like bleeding or anything from it. He just, no, stop it. Ow. I, I, that hurts. <laughs> it, was, it was really funny because there's all this blood and all this violence, and then there's just that little scene where he's just kind of hurting the guy mm-hmm. with a regular weed eater. All right, favorite parts. I don't know if I can choose specifically one. Because I feel like every part that was just so absurd <laughs> made me laugh equally. Yeah. Um. I guess one of my favorite parts that wasn't like an absurd moment but still was, was when I found out Junie was <laughs> in this movie pretending to be Mexican. Yeah. And it was like, dude, I did not expect that. But I I was really surprised whenever he was just eating his taco and dodging punches. <laughs> yeah. I was like thinking in my head, like, he's going to – like punch him with like fight him with one arm while eating a taco. They didn't even fight him. He just ate and dodged. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, when he's on the motorcycle with a mounted minigun on it, that was one of the most like not fake looking moments in this movie. But it, it worked. was glorious. It worked. Yeah, because there's this. He's somehow way up in the air and he's pointing downward, sort of, and he's just mowing people down with like a. Just like a minigun. Yeah. And there's this huge flame behind him, which is obviously fake, but it's it's perfect in these kind of movies because that's what these kind of movies are. And I've seen a video. Someone has like had a mounted like minigun on their Ford Fiesta, like out in the mountains, probably in like fucking Russia or Czechoslovakia uh, where yeah. shit like that just yeah. happens. And they shoot like a really quick burst of it and it makes the whole car go backwards. And he's on like a he's on a motorcycle. And it's just mounted on the front, and the fact that he can just, I don't know, it's so ridiculous. I think my favorite scene, just just because of the way it looked, so Michelle Rodriguez's character got shot in the eye, and it was presumed she was dead. Oh, yeah. I knew she wasn't dead. They all laid flowers out for her. I'm like, she's going to show up later with a badass eye patch on. Yeah. And, And you're very right. And that was my favorite part, the... Like the the two naughty nurses pull up in the ambulance and just start mowing down people with these mini machine guns, and then the back doors kick open, and I think it's slow motion. Yeah, it was. And she's standing there, and she's dressed very nicely. Yeah, she's got like the black jeans, yep. tight black like leathery jeans, I mm-hmm. think, and black bra and the eye patch. And she's just and looking the biggest like assault rifle. And I just I thought. That's just a cool scene. It, it's she, perfect. It, it just looked really, really cool. And I don't know what it is, but she can play a badass like yeah, she can. Like no other woman really right? can. Right. Like your mother 
feels safe with me going out places. Like she doesn't pay attention <laughs> because yeah, you're there. My head's on a swivel for some reason. Maybe my army days or whatever, but well, also but when you're in that kind of situation, you, there's like the protector gene. Exactly, that you get passed around. Exactly. Some guys have it, some women have it, some people don't have it. So she doesn't worry about anything when she's with me. You're protective over her. If I was married to Michelle Rodriguez, I think I'd feel the same way. <laughs> she's got this. I'm not worried about yeah. anything. You know, I She'll could just fuck somebody. I up. could just look around and just not be aware of my surroundings yeah. because Michelle's got me, man. Definitely. She's got me. Danny Trejo, man, if I was with him, or if I was like you with mom, how you're like, she feels safe, Mm -hmm. and you're like looking around, you see Danny Trejo, do you feel safe? No. He just looks scary. He looks like he could kill you in any way possible. He's got the perfect look for the roles that he plays. weathered, man. (laughs) I love it. I love it. He looks like he just worked out in the sun with like like cars for like (laughs) 35 years. And 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 then he was born and did it again. And and deadlifted him over and over. (laughs) (laughs) He's big and bad. But don't you get the feeling that he is super nice? Like I read, I mean, yeah, a, I kind of feel like he would be. I read a story not too long ago where there was like a a car wreck or something, and and he went and like saved the life of like a little five year old girl or something. Yeah, he like lifted he, the car off of her. <laughs> probably, it's like we're, all his deadlifting. He like blew out the flames with his mouth, and <gasps> <laughs> he has like Superman frost breath. Yeah, but I, I, I feel like anyone in his situation would be just so grateful for the life that they lead, you know? I think he is. From going from, he was a prisoner, right? Oh, yeah, he was in San Quentin. Yeah, if he was in a prison for a long time and then went from really humble beginnings as prisoner number one and then to, like, not not an A-lister, but he's been in some big hit movies. Everyone knows who Danny Trejo is. Everyone knows who Danny he's Trejo is. He's not an A-lister, but every, he's a legend. Like, if you go from literally one end, one end of the spectrum like poverty and prison to successful actor mm-hmm. there there's no way you can be a very a very bitter person i mean there's some there's some I mean, assholes out there there's that would someone be. who will defy what i just said but i i feel like generally that would be a hard situation to grow into a bitter bitter person seeing the previews to his documentary which we've got to fucking watch I know. um because we gotta talk about it um he sounded like and 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 i think in my head that that he's a good guy like I like I really like who he is doesn't match the exterior. You I know? feel like he's, he's like a, a gentle giant. He loves kinda. getting licked by puppies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Jessica Alba and uh, Michelle Rodriguez, and probably not Lindsay Lohan. Well, it wasn't her anyway, so he didn't have to deal with that. Oh man. Okay. Uh, bucket of chicken. Uh, Ro- what is his name? Rodney Rodriguez. Nope. Rick? Nope. Richard? No. It's with an R, right? It is. Ralph. Ralph? Ronald. Oh, okay. Let, R- let me get R- it. Rory. Rupert. <laughs> um, Ricola. No. Rico. No. Ricky. Fuck, I'm going to get it. Reginald. <laughs> Reginald no, Rodriguez. I don't think anyone with the last name Rodriguez would be named Reginald. Roger Rodriguez. Roger? No. <laughs> okay, you got to tell me then. Robert okay. Rodriguez. It goes to him. It does? Yes. Okay. He he has a good talent and a good eye. He does. For making movies like this. If you've ever watched a Robert Rodriguez movie, you probably had fun. All right, my bucket of chicken is going to go to Danny Trejo. Okay. Um, I, I agree. Robert Rodriguez deserves one. You gave him one. Nobody else could have played Machete. 
Danny Trejo is Machete. I mean that that's, that's I wouldn't be like surprised if he was just called that in real life. And then they <laughs> made either. this movie they're like, "Wait, you have a nickname called fucking Machete? Uh, we're making a movie out of that." All right. Score time. And before you do, I did a little research and you've not given 100 in the last 7 episodes. Your average is every 5.9 movies you give out 100. That's your average. And this will be the 8th movie. So I so make that ready to go up to a six average because I'm gonna give this a ninety. <laughs> I'm giving it a ninety also. It was either ninety or eighty nine. Oh, eighty nine wow. seems really good. Yeah, but I feel like ninety. I, I I didn't really dislike anything about it. No, it was fun, and I just don't think it deserves a B. So ninety even. Yeah, yeah, and and look, th- we've been on the same page a lot recently. We, we've talked about how. You know, like like you gave Road Trip a 100, and you also gave Joker a 100, and Smokey and the Bandit a 100. Are, are those movies on the same level? Fuck no, they're not on the same level. But I, I, if I could go back in time, I'd give <laughs> Smokey and the Bandit and Road Trip not a 100. But it's it's what you feel. It's, it's and what, that's part of the fun, is what you feel. Regret, on this show at least, is a fun emotion, because it, I presume, well, it makes both of us laugh. Yeah. So maybe y'all too. But, but the fact that... I've given some really bad movies 100. <laughs> it does irk me a little bit. I still, though, I have not changed my mind on Gladiator. Mm. I still that's I okay, don't man. think I ever want to watch you know, it again. That's, uh, Gladiator, the ending's hard, man. It's like fucking three hours long, and you watch the whole movie just to get fucking a dick slapped across your face. <laughs> and it's like, oh, great. I just wasted three hours waiting for what I was hoping to be a cool ending. Yeah, well, that's and a regular. I just get to see the main character die. That's a regular Saturday night for you, though. Getting a dick slapped across my face. Yep. Or being disappointed by a movie you picked. Um, that's a regular Friday night for me. Yeah, and then Saturday night you you get the dick slapped across your face. Okay. <laughs> what do you do on Sundays? Go to confession. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was a fun movie. That was really I, fun. I thoroughly enjoyed watching that movie. I knew what it was going to be. It's a good way to start the year. And and it was what I thought it was going to be. And this is a jack pick, but I... It's uh, fun to do a I jack pick. It. See? Mm-hmm. See? All right. Um, Got anything else? I don't. Ladies and gentlemen, besides our brand new podcast art, which we are super excited about, we, we love. And again, go check out uh, John Kelly Green, J-O-N... Kelly Green on Instagram. Check out his stuff, man. It's awesome, awesome, awesome art. I've also revamped or brought back to life our website, moviemuggin.com. I'd like to start having a little more interaction with our listeners, and we will have an episode that releases on February 14th, and you know what day that is, right? Yeah. That is Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. We want to put together something a little extra special for you and your lover to listen to while cruising down Lover's Lane. And that is an episode on a romantic comedy. And romantic comedies are not our usual genre. Very not. So we would like your suggestions. So go on over to moviemuggin.com, and you can suggest a movie. And uh, we will put that movie suggestion in an empty bucket of chicken, and we will uh, do a drawing. And if we end up picking your movie, we will give you a shout-out on the episode. And uh, if that wasn't worth enough, we will also give you a free brand new sticker with our brand new podcast yep. art on it. It's a win-win. All right. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, happy 2021. Happy New Year. Yep. We do appreciate you listening. If you'd like to keep up with us, we're on Instagram and Twitter at MovieMuggin. Uh, you can go to our website, check it out, MovieMuggin.com. If you'd like to email us, MovieMuggin at gmail.com. Happy New Year. Thanks for listening. Have a Movie Muggin day. See ya. 
did it tickle your taint? 